We are WOZOLP Knoxville, 103.9 FM, the People's Radio. They're spy masters broadcasting their secret codes on forbidden radio equipment back to their evil empire. Dude, you need to lay off the QAnon. Uh, the, the Knoxville City Police were called to Fort Sanders. Uh, there was Lisa Edwards was there. She was a woman that had flown in apparently the night before from Washington State and had gone to two hospitals seeking help. Uh, she was, when the police came, she was in a wheelchair uh, with a container of bottled oxygen on the left side of it. I can tell you all this because you can see it for yourself. Just look for YouTube for the Knoxville police release video of the arrest of Lisa Edwards. It's all there. And it's kind of a shocking insight into just the sheer indifferent brutality of the police forces. It's horrible not because of what they do but what they don't do well what they do as well uh they have this woman at one time just laying on the pavement she asked for help like 60 times uh she is in front of the hospital she's just been in and out of two hospitals and you can see that she's in physical distress she keeps saying i can't breathe i can't breathe and the officers just stand around and laugh at her mock her Try to cram her in the back of the vehicle. Tell her she's faking. Have her laying there on the piece of pavement. If animal control had shown up, they would have treated an animal better than they did Miss Edwards. Uh, they told her she was faking. They and they literally, I mean, threatened her. Told her, oh, when we get to the jail. Said because they had her laying on the side of the road and she's begging for help. She can't walk. She cannot walk begging for an inhaler and the police are just laughing at her mocking her finally they get a police car there they threaten to say oh we're going to charge you with obstruction obstructing the sidewalk i couldn't make this up with uh, disorderly conduct because she can't walk she can't get in the back of the freaking vehicle on the side of it finally they drag her in the vehicle and it's a hard video to watch it's about an hour of just a woman begging for help begging for a stretcher, begging to go into the ambulance. And she dies. She dies. And, I mean, a pox on both the houses on here. A pox on the two hospitals she went to begging for help. And then they just kicked her to the curb, literally, literally. And then the cops who showed up and just ignored it, but just also the mocking and the laughing at her and just the aggression they're showing for this woman who's on the pavement begging for her life within the sound of my voice right now in Fort Sanders, just dying on the streets, dying there, begging for help. And apparently, uh, the this is just happened on the 5th, apparently uh, the powers that be decided, oh, there's not a problem here. There's not a problem. This isn't criminal behavior, what these officers did. And I invite you, I'm going to play segments of it, but it's just too hard to go through all of it but i we need to realize and see because it's an insight so much of the police brutality we're seeing is them strangling people sitting on people but it just shows a different facet of what's happening to our citizens she was a citizen and she was treated with callous disrespect brutal indifference she was mocked and ridiculed and laughed at by five public servants that were standing around her as she kept. And the hard part of it is she keeps raising her hand off the ground, begging for help. I'm dying, she said. I'm dying. 
and they laugh at her. So, you know, there's going to be, a, you know, I just, we need to, I'm doing this because I want you to look at the video. I want you to see this isn't something that happened in New York or, in the, or somewhere else. This happened in Knoxville. And it's a, you can see, if you want to see, and the thing is as well, this gives me a little bit of hope, is categorically it's being condemned by everybody. I mean, normally you can get the bootlickers who watch the video and they're like, well, you know, actually, if she just wouldn't resist, and they do say that too. And she's laying there dying, they do, you, you can't hear, they're like, stop resisting, stop resisting. Anyway, that's what, this is some of the footage for that. Um, I'm only going to do segments, but I want to dedicate my entire show to her. She was a citizen, a human being. Put aside the citizenship. She was a human being that they just laughed at as she died at their feet. And I'm not going to let that go. This is them trying to cram her in the back of the vehicle. Listen, you're going to have to get up there because we're going to have to physically put you up there if not. And that's not as nice, so please help us. She's in her hospital garb. She, on her right hand, she's raising. You can see her hospital band. She's been medically cleared, so let's get in. My foot's wrong. I can't get Yes, ma'am, you're going to have to get in. My ankle. She's not intoxicated. She's been in the hospital. You've been medically cleared, ma'am. This is not going to work. So we need you to help us. She's dying. Matt, you need to get in there. She's begging for her inhaler. She's falling backwards. That's her struggling to breathe. The medicine portion of the She's in a but she got 17 packs of cigarettes. No, she doesn't. I can see him emptying her. Isabella Circle. Yep, you could have gave her right. You still live in Isabella? They're not, take, you. they're not taking you back in the hospital. You've been kicked out of two hospitals. Been dismissed from the hospital. This is all a act. What's that? Yeah. This is all a act. She's been dismissed. She's dying. She dies. I can't get her in. Listen to me. You have been, I'm not, I'm not doing this with you, okay? This is the I Lord's, listen to me! This is the Lord's day, all I want to do is give me some coffee and some oatmeal. I'm yeah. not going to deal with your mess this morning. We've already spent too much time on you. You're going to get up here in this van, and you're going to go to jail. We're done with this. I'm tired of this dead weight crap. She can't walk. Listen, listen to me. You're going to pick your legs up, and you're going to get in here. Okay. Yeah. She can't walk. You're going to get up. Put your feet up. Put your feet up. I'm going to pass out. You're not going to pass out. Well, you know what? We'll go and get in there and pass out. We'll be done with it. Because this is all an act. That's all it is. You're not going back in the hospital. My they're not taking you back. My purse, please. They're not, take, they're not taking you back in the hospital. You've been kicked out of two hospitals. She wasn't kicked out. Well, you need your purse she begged for help. It's not in there. We've already went through. No inhaler in your purse. I'll find you. 
The medicine portion of your inhaler is missing from the plastic piece. You don't have an inhaler. Okay, so listen, yes, this is going to be your option. Actually. You're going to get up and you're going to sit here. I'm going to stuff you in the floor. So which one do you want it to be? I'm leaving it up to you. You either get your butt up here or you're going to have your head there and your feet here and we're going to close the door and you're going to dry the jail like this. My blood is Oh my God. My blood sugar. You guys can't do this to me. Oh my God, dear Lord. Oh my God. Oh my God. They're grabbing her by the legs and dragging her out. And now she's laying on the pavement. Well, she's going wet. She's not helping you with that. Well, you're, about to get some, you're about to happen. You're about to get some more charges. That's what's about to happen. They're threatening her. Sit back. Quit coming out. Let's just try to get her back that way. They're trying to cram her in again in the vehicle. Don't touch me, I'm tired of this. This is ridiculous. I can't hear you. She's asphyxiating. They've torn her hospital gown. I see why you got kicked out of two hospitals now. I'm going to go out. I'm going out. You're going out where? Out in my head. Well, the hospital already said they ain't taking you back. We're not taking you to another one. I'm going to I'm going to You got what? She's struggling to breathe. You got a tinkle. Oh, God. Help me. For what? Help me up. Help you up for what? Let's listen. Get up and run off now. I don't have to go in and come back on top of her or something. If something happens, I want to do that again. Okay. Get you in there. What the fuck makes you think we're gonna get you on a stretcher? To where? This this hospital is not going to take deal with you anymore. They've She's begging for a stretcher. You've been kicked out of two hospitals. They didn't kick her out. They released her. Oh my God! Let me take my Listen, laying you're on having problems breathing. This is what you need to do. Stop talking. One, slow down your. Uh, you're, you're getting yourself excited, okay? So if you're having problems breathing, slow it down, okay? Let's slow down. You do not have an inhaler. That is what everything is coming out of your purse. Looking. Live. Uh -huh. Hey, just keep your heads up. Your discharge papers yeah. are, are in your bag. Yeah. And, and that. She's just laying in the pavement now. They've covered her with her fur coat. It's all on camera right here. Would you Please use that inhaler and blowing it out? Please help me out. When you settle down, yeah, right. take, you take your inhaler and okay. we'll help you out. But you got to do it yourself. Oh. Please help me, Sheriff. Please help me, Sheriff. She's laying on the ground on her back with her arm in the air, begging for help. Huh? Yeah, pull him up in here. See if he can pull in here. Or we can just let her keep laying on the ground and let the wagon pull off him. 
All right, I, I can't play any more of that. Um, she flew in on a plane last night. They cover her with her fur jacket. She's got good. She's got luggage with her. Apparently, from what you can tell from the video, and I invite you to look at it yourself. It's called the Knoxville Rele- Police release the video of the arrest of Lisa Edwards. She um, she flew in last night. Apparently, from Washington State, and this is in the video. They find her her flight ticket. She flies in, and then apparently she began feeling ill, and they went to two hospitals, and they just kicked her to the. They literally just rolled her out and said, "Oh well, you're gone." And you have about 52 times, somebody counted, about 52 times she's begging for help. And they just let her die. And then they cram her in the back. They, they laugh. But the hardest part in it is the cops keep laughing at her. They're laughing, all of them. They laugh at this citizen who's just in – and the thing is she's not intoxicated. She is in physical distress. She's dying. And this is the city of Knoxville police. This is what our property tax dollars pays for there's five of them there and the hospital you know i hope it gets sued out of existence shame on them but then shame on some of the police from around the country were commenting on it they were watching it just like she's having trouble breathing she is obviously in distress you see it you can't help but see it but these officers are just so in a narrative of you know she's faking it it's just she's faking it she's faking it and they're all there's an older officer when they talk about cramming her in the back and they're like, well, if she stops breathing or dies back there, how are we going to get her out? And there's going to be liability. And that's what the older officer is worried about. The um, Just a couple, like, was it three weeks ago, we held the Tyree Nichols candlelight vigil when he was killed by the off, by cops, uh, murdered, when he was murdered. And we were talking about how often and how good we've had gotten at doing these candlelight vigils. Everybody knows what to do. Everybody knows what to what to say. We everybody has done so many candlelight vigils for people murdered by police violence on the streets. And this is almost worse because they just they're just laughing, standing around five officers with a thousand pounds between all of them couldn't help get this woman off the pavement and take her into the bloody hospital, which is all she was begging, and she was clearly in distress. This wasn't somebody running from the cops. Any of the use they, anybody, you hear the word resisting. She's not resisting. She's laying there dying, struggling for breath. She can't even stand on her legs, and it's so bloody clear, and they're just laughing at her. That was some of the, if I was to find that woman's family, some of the last things that she heard before she left this planet was cops, public citizens, laughing at her, mocking her, threatening her. What else is there to say? Check it out yourself. Uh, it's just in, no matter – you may be the best bootlicker in the world. Nobody can justify this. This is shameful. And the thing is they failed just in basic detecting as well. I mean you look at the video and the picture's really clear. All the evidence is there. Huh, this woman's been released from a hospital. She's bleeding a little bit from her arm. She's struggling to breathe. She's got an inhaler. She's begging to breathe. She just flew in from Washington State last night. I have her flight. This isn't some uh, homeless person that's drunk in a corner or something. This is somebody who flew into Knoxville, 
and that you they found the plane ticket. Huh, here's a wheelchair that this woman is in. What do you know? There's a big tank of bottled oxygen to the side of it. She's in, you can see the physical distress just in basic detecting what a failure. Any, you want the video, it's all the, all the pieces are there and it all points to one thing. This person probably is having a serious real medical issue and then she dies. And they don't use even the skills, the basic detecting skills to put together. Not one officer goes, wait a second, wait a second. What if there's even a 5% probability that she's not faking breathe? And she begins doing this sort of hiccuping thing with her rib cage and she's struggling to breathe. And I don't know anything about, you know, I, that kind of physical reaction, but it's not something that someone just does. Lisa Edwards, we need to remember her name. Shame. I'm ashamed of my tax dollars. I am ashamed to be a Knox villain and seeing what my tax dollars had paid for. And I'm even ashamed. Apparently there's going to be no reprimand. Nothing for these officers. They're just they were just doing business as usual. And the ugly truth of it is, this has always been going on. It's just now it's on camera. Now we can see it's not like there suddenly became, you know, simultaneously, hey, now cops are having to wear body cams. And oh, what do you know? There was a simultaneous unrelated boom in brutality and murder and indifference on the streets that we just happened to coincidentally. Causation is a correlation. But it is. It is. This has always been happening. This has always been happening. And we have yet another victim of police violence. And nothing's going to change. And Biden, what is Biden? Biden is part of this. He wants to put more money. His whole idea with the big crime bill that he did was to put all these cops on the streets. And that his only problem was that apparently there wasn't enough and they didn't have enough resources. Um, beyond words. You're listening to WOZO 103.9 LPFM. I'm sure I've got two listeners left after doing that. But I, I'm not, not going to let this happen and be silent. None of us should. We're all responsible for it. We all pay for it. We all need to resist it. This is just wrong on every level. Anyway, this is the People's Radio. Let's get into some music and maybe move past Lisa, Miss Edwards. We're going to be, by the way, there are going to be protests. There are going to be actions. There's going to be, we're going to remember this, even if it's a candlelight vigil. You know, she's going to be remembered. People's Radio. Kentucky, which has been devastated by the floodwaters. This will be at the... Right about now, the SFR court is in full effect. Judge Sage presiding in the case of the people versus the police department. Prosecuting attorneys are Tony Wright, Jasiri X, and Bimo. Goddamn right. Why don't you tell everyone what the f they have the right to do? Film the police, run a tape for the underclass. Get the face, name and number on the badge. They flash, we flash back when they act disorderly. React accordingly and capture order we see. Nice thick zip ties and tasers. Think your license for tight vicious behavior. Make a tight fist with the video trends or the pig like this. He tripping, you make a pain. Us, explain to a judge the value overstepping. 2011 time to change our method. We aim at the states weapon. Today remember whose goddamn streets they're 
was acting, yeah. They'd rather see me in a cell than me in my cell with a different story to tell. Can't go that by the dash next time you get stopped. Reach for the cellar if you want to shoot a cop. On the public sidewalk, you could take what you see. A film from your window with the view of the street. Neighborhood crime watch, we police the police. Uh -uh. They can't arrest the whole community because the streets clock these cops. Occupying blocks, harassing the homeless with batons and pulling blocks. They stop lawful protests and let off shots. Abuse prostitutes and misuse power they got. In memory of the victims who were never forgot. We gotta exercise our right to shed light in the dark. There is an army on the march that doesn't want you to watch. You got a weapon in your pocket whether you know it or not. We the people are the only real media we got. Let's protect one another from the f***ing goon squad. Fascism coming to the USA. Hey yo, Sage, I got something to say. Film the police. Film, film, film the police. Film the police. It's time to make it our priority You see these fools are an abuse of their authority you Crack a fist or you crack a whip But that ain't power, you coward You be the man with two shackle wrists So put their names up on a list next to an asterisk Next time you see them blast a clip Then you flash a flick Attach a video and pick to your master list Be on the news at six YouTube views legit The cops watching so we gotta have the cop watching Been a fair law so long so now it's not awkward But what is law when it's wrong When you slam us on the floor No, this ain't world wrestling entertainment raw This edutainment y'all got a call from B. Dolan You try to squat with Johnny Long Get your meat swollen Why you think Bobby and Huey B with heat holding You better load the footage up and get the key stroking And why you at it someone off to the administration It's indicating all the physical intimidation It's been too long they said to bear with us That's why I run up on your caravan And rip off all your dead stickers This here's near hitless with it and some near tickets You feel privileged till your wife get a Brazil lifted You disappear quick as hopper If you're a copper off until you get a Channel 7 News helicopter Violence hides in the coldest silence Tyrants hiding in the lines, quiet or we left somewhere, swept inside. It's Goliath versus a bigger giant. Got us pulling over so far, we ran a curve and hit a hydrant. It's systematic how the system has it. Symptoms of the democratic law that's been flawed since the pilgrims landed. So now tell me what you gonna do. Next time you see the boys in blue, you cock your camera back and point the shoot. Film the police. Film, film, film the police. Singleton was my passenger. 
So point click and shoot they asses. It's the only way to get the real truth to the masses. Just serious, I'm making movies like Spike Lee. I won't be a law and order special victim like Ice T. Film the Over 
to understand slave patrols, it's important to understand the, the slow development of the state intervention in maintaining slave society, beginning with simply passing laws that would restrict the activities of the slaves, and then laws on their own being insufficient, authorizing any adult white man to enforce those laws, but then the reliance on individual action proving insufficient, forming into this body called the slave patrols that were an offshoot of the militia and worked as kind of a voluntary compulsory organization, meaning that participation was mandatory, but it wasn't a professional outfit. That provided a way of making the entire white male population directly involved in maintaining the slave society. As industrialization came to the South and there were larger slave populations in southern cities, the slave patrols moved similarly into the city. And there they became professionalized and very quickly their duties expanded and they became a body that we would immediately recognize as a modern police force. Now, 200 years later, the basic function of the police is largely the same. It's maintaining the stratified nature of the society, both in terms of race and class. If you look at the whole concept of white supremacy and how that fits into the counterinsurgency, on a historical basis, of course, the oldest terrorist organization in the United States, which is the Ku Klux Klan, that was a group that was founded right after the Civil War to uh, inflict terror against the uh, African people in the United States who had been newly freed from slavery and who were beginning to try to organize. And as you move on into the 20th century and the Civil Rights Movement began to develop, the Klan and other groups would work alongside the police, whether it was local police or whether it was sheriff's departments, and they would work together to inflict terror, to re restrain the movement, the organizing against white supremacy. Police are here to protect us. And I think that a lot of the conversations you're seeing across the country are basically asking the question, well, wow, police are here to protect us. Why does it seem like at least a lot of communities feel like that's not happening? See, how long is this program? <laughs> this is David Cooper, a retired Wisconsin police chief with over 30 years of experience. He's been on the front line fighting for change inside police departments for years now. Well, should we start at the uh, slave patrols? Yep, that was slave, slave patrols. Slave patrols were an organized group of armed white men who would monitor and enforce discipline upon black slaves in the 1800s. And then, and then, then that kind of morphed into Jim Crow. And it was quite, quite obvious about whose side the police were on. I mean, <laughs> there wasn't any question. If you, if you were a person of color and you had a beef about, about how a white person or a store owner or, or somebody who treated to you, forget about it. You know, you're going to jail. My name is Chinjirai Kumanika, and I'm an assistant professor in Rutgers Department of Journalism and Media Studies. You know, what you have to understand is that 
in the early in early America, right? A lot of the wealth was made. I mean, the wealth was basically made by exploiting labor, and so in the South and places where slavery was, you know, um, the economic system, that meant you're exploiting slave labor. What you see is from the beginning, these departments have kind of a racist function. I see a lot of people, you know, kind of talking about this, and they'll say, "Well, you know, our police are broken, but we have to reestablish trust." The question I would say is, okay, but if the police are broken, what year in American history did the police break? If you're talking about reestablishing trust, can you point to the year in American history where there was a foundation of trust between the black community, for example, and police officers? Are you going to are you going to say that there was trust between the black community during Jim Crow in the 20s? But you know, a lot of police officers have found it hard actually to do that job. Well, well, it's always been tense. When I when I worked on the street in Minneapolis, I after Dr. King was slain. And the north side of Minneapolis was most of the businesses were burned and looted.、Um, I decided we had to do something different. I was just a patrol officer at the time.、Uh, I went to the captain of my station, the north side station, and I said, I, "I think we should put a footbeat down in the black community." And I said, "I, I, I want ex- an exemption to one department rule. I, I don't want to have to wear my hat this summer、uh, because I want people to know who I am." And if I wear my hat, somebody might shoot me, thinking I was one of those other officers. David did see a change. He was able to connect with local citizens on a personal level. He realized that by showing respect, he would receive it back in return. Nobody wants to live in a in a crime, crazy-ridden neighborhood. Everybody wants that. And so, so as my trust and support came, well, then I got a lot of information about about crime, and I think I did a. No, a really effective job. That was the first of many efforts David would make to bridge the gap between the black community and the police department. Years later, David would be at the center of a culture shift with other departments around the country taking notice, and it all started with a uniform change. So the blazer uniforms worked excellently. It was well, well,、uh, well received by the public.、Oh, we got to protect、uh, and serve. Got an article in news. Has that ever been the case for Black Americans? Today's baggage: How slavery helped create modern-day policing. Let's take it back to 1619, when a group of several hundred Africans were kidnapped from their village, forced onto a Portuguese ship, only to be stolen by English pirates at sea. After a voyage filled with horror and death, what's referred to as some 20 and odd Negroes arrived in the New World and were sold in a place now known as Virginia. Yes, enslaved Africans were in the New World before your beloved Pilgrims. These few Africans survived the perils of the transatlantic slave trade, which had been underway since the 1500s in the Western Hemisphere. During the slave trade, Africans were captured and forcibly brought to the Americas in ginormous numbers. Historians say that from 1526 to 1867, something like 12.5 million enslaved people were stolen from Africa and journeyed to the Americas. Only about 11 million arrived alive. Back to 1619, those who did survive the horrors of the slave trade and were brought to what would become the U.S. were also subjected to the first form of organized policing in the South, known as the slave patrol. In case you missed it, the slave patrol and slave catchers were the first form of organized police in the South. These watching as white folks first emerged in the colony of Carolina in the early 1700s and set the tone for policing as we know it. 
The Slave Patrol kept tabs on the whereabouts of the enslaved. And that meant if black men and women were off a plantation, then the Slave Patrol could demand to see a slave badge noting their occupation. Slave Patrol could stop and search whomever's belongings just because. Now, I wonder who that sounds like. Then there was the slave catchers. That role is pretty self-explanatory. Slave catchers chased and returned runaways. They also intentionally scared the bejesus out of the enslaved to instill a sense of fear and prevent revolts. There was some overlap between the role of the slave catcher and the slave patrol, but together they enforced the idea that black people were second-class citizens and that white people were the authority. And organized police departments, they enforced this racial hierarchy too. In South Carolina, for example, by 1837, there were dozens of officers in the Charleston Police Department whose jobs were essentially to monitor the enslaved. And though slavery was abolished after the Civil War, the spirit of tracking and policing black folks lived on. During the Reconstruction era, black codes were enacted with the quickness, and they restricted how black folks could live their lives. David A. Harris is a law professor at the University of Pittsburgh. Harris specializes in law enforcement and race, so y'all know we're gonna have a lot to talk about. How did black people's relationship with law enforcement change after emancipation? Law enforcement often was cast in the role of enforcing Jim Crow laws and other kinds of laws aimed at maintaining uh, the racial caste system and at keeping black people, quote, in their place. So law enforcement, to the extent it existed, would be one thing for white people and another entirely for black people. It was aimed at maintaining uh, the racial separation that existed in their system of racial privilege for whites and uh, second-class, at best, citizenship for blacks. And this didn't only exist in the South, there were certainly uh, law enforcement efforts that did the same thing in northern city towns. But in the South, the system of racism wasn't just upheld by law enforcement. Vigilante groups like the Ku Klux Klan played a massive role in terrorizing black communities with lynchings and other forms of violence. You would find uh, many powerful and prominent people uh, to have been members of the KKK, including law enforcement. You would think today nobody in law enforcement would want to be out front as a member of AKK. They, of course, you wouldn't see that. But in those days, it was acceptable for um, many kinds of leading citizens to be involved, and law enforcement was no exception. Case in point, Hugo Black, an ex-Klan member who went on to become a member of the U.S. Supreme Court. I digress. So for the most part, it was the responsibility of the police to uphold the law of the land, which in the South meant enforcing segregation. Police were oppressive and violent. This was well documented during the civil rights movement when at times they wore riot gear while using hoses and dogs on peaceful protesters. Why is the imagery of the police dog so important? So you don't have to go far back into history to imagine people running away from slavery being tracked by dogs but then we have actual documentary evidence in, the, uh, in which we see dogs use instruments of law enforcement and utter terror and just as weapons in the civil rights era it's a uh, a weapon literally for law enforcement purposes like a rubber a gun would be and it is also a message from history Dogs have been used before in contexts like this, and they're being used now. They sure are.
This picture was taken just a few years ago in Ferguson. I think this is what they call deja vu. It's law enforcement who use dogs and other weapons of violence to instill fear in black people. But the irony is that trigger-happy policing is in part caused by stereotypical fears held by the officers themselves. Darren Wilson, the officer who shot and killed Michael Brown, used fear as a defense, likening the unarmed team to a demon. Police killings of unarmed black and brown people have gone on way before Michael Brown and sadly will continue after him. Police are two times as likely to use force against black and brown folks than white folks. We also know that policing tactics like stop and frisk as well as racial profiling are terribly discriminatory. Harris says that racial profiling by police has evolved to fit whatever agenda they might have against people of color in the U.S. Targeting black and Latinx people during the crack epidemic, Muslims after 9-11, and Central American migrants up until today. The tactic has a long history. It seems to mutate to fit whatever problem can be blamed on a particular ethnic or racial group. It has never shown any degree of success. Uh, and yet it persists. Million dollar question. Can policing in America be fixed? I think the whole criminal justice machine, complex, what do you want to call it, must be vastly scaled. I think it's far too large. I think it had much too great a role in our whole society. And therefore, it's too powerful, and it just chews people up and spits them out and does so more with certain communities than others. Uh, if you're poor, if you're black, um, if you're brown, um, you have more to fear from it. It's just, it's a fact, right? So I think profound and far-reaching reforms are necessary in many places. Today, we see reminders of the unquestionably racist history of policing in this country. From police in riot gear armed with dogs, to officers being caught in white supremacist Facebook groups, and cops on horses leading black men with a rope tied up like animals. The evolution of slave catchers and patrolmen to modern day policing is undeniable. It's important to remember that for black people, law enforcement has often been on the wrong side of history. They were enforcing slavery all those uh, decades ago and then enforcing Jim Crow. People remember that. Their grandparents tell stories. The photos are still there. The photos still exist, but perhaps more importantly, so do the wounds. How can we trust a system that's so rotten at its core? <laughs>
Boogeyman coming to steal your magafly. Yeah, you're listening to WOZO 103.9 LPFM and kind of in the cracks of these analysis of the links of police back into the days of slavery as slave catchers. I I want to slip into class analysis as well. I mean, the police have always been used as a means of social control, inflicting the minor, um, the what's the word I'm looking for, morality, the morality police of the wealthy people that pass these laws. But one of the most common denominators of who catches the brunt of police harassment, aside from race and ethnicity, is poverty. Poverty is like the universal solvent, the universal explanation. You go in, like right now I can see, if you go into the courthouse Monday, go into the criminal courts, you're going to see people of every race and ethnicity, but what you're going to see of 100%, it's all going to be poor people. Occasionally, people slip through the cracks. And I think that class analysis is important to realize it's not just, and it's because it's a means of social control against the poor, the people that are most likely to have not be invested in the status quo, the most the alienated, the people that recognize that you know 80% of people are the worker bots. Um, for the oligarchs. But I think it's also while we're going into the class analysis to realize that the police, they're not the kings on the chessboard. They're not the queens. They're not even the knights. They are the pawns. They are the pawns of the wealthy, of the powerful, of the oligarchs, of the people that pass these laws. They're the, you know, we look at the who the real criminals are. 
Often the cops, what you have are laws passed by the wealthy and the powerful inflicted against the poor by poor and middle class cops um, and you know upper middle class and middle class lawyers and other staff for the massive criminal injustice system sort of profits from this from it. But class, I mean, they are. We've got to recognize that they are simply the pawns. It's you could do. They're not. You know, you could do away with all the cops tomorrow, and probably what would happen would be the politicians and the corporations and everything would suddenly get a lot more egalitarian and democratic. And we've got to have a clear-eyed look at, you know, this. And I think for many people right now, I know for a fact, I have listeners that are in KCJ, in jail, a.k.a. the dungeon of every race. But you look around, you brothers and sisters that are incarcerated, that hear my voice right now, and what are you going to see? People who don't have capital. The capital rules in capitalism. And you're seeing poor people. People who can't afford to get... You know, and that's can't afford decent mental health care. So what is our largest mental health care treatment facility in Knox County? Jail. Jail. If you're poor, it's jail. It's jail. Jail is kind of the disposal for the victims of our society of a capitalistic top-down hierarchical system that wants to convert citizens into worker bots. And the police enforce that status quo, but they are not the beneficiaries of it. It is the wealthy, the people at the top of the food chain. It's the corporations. It's the people that want to protect the system because they're profiting from it. They're doing so well in it. And that analysis can't be lost. Lisa Edwards, she was white. She was actually, in a, they, she had a fur coat. And, but it was, you know, she just got caught up in the machine. It grinds on poor people and the vulnerable. And she needed, I mean, if there had been a mental health facility, they shut down Lakeshore and expanded the jail. We had millions for the jail. You know, the jail's getting to build another facility. You know, they get all the cash, like our military. They're a branch of it. Uh, but meanwhile, Lakeshore got shut down. Maybe they would have taken her to Lakeshore. But no, instead, she seemed mentally ill. It was the fact that because she was dying, so they hauled her off to the jail and threatened her and laughed at her. They didn't have the training for it. It's all about what's prioritized in this society. Anyway, you're listening to WOZO 103.9 LPFM. I am your, it's great. I am still capable of being outraged. I am your extra crusty anarcho DJ Lord Fader. I'm here every friday most fridays some fridays from eight to ten my show is anarchy now and consider it a fist of defiance against the wealthy and the powerful that benefit from this blood-sucking miserable state of affairs um don't forget you can get us at wozoradio.com we're also available on the tune in application you can get the free one you can get us at radio garden just search for w-o-z-o we're on facebook we're on instagram we are all over this is the People's Radio Station, the only radio station in Knoxville that invites you to come DJ. You just got to come to the meetings. Anyway, back to the music, WOZO, People's Radio. Flag. We are WOZOLP. Let's 
Channel 9's Mary Wynn reports, in this video you can see an officer hitting and kicking a 66-year-old man with dementia for no apparent reason. I want to warn you, the video is graphic. Got shook up by talks of Illuminati. I guess your level of fear depends on who you got be. Jim's a Republican now, care who's the ruling body. I say push them all off a cliff. See how I move the party. I move like Bella Fonte. I'm like a yellow garbage. I rep the steel city. I practice metalogging. Anonymous guy, folks, mash. You never saw me. Racially ambiguous. Biggest confused by what to call me. Troublemaker, police see me and tense up. I pump, watch him jump like ah, I made you flinch, punk. Now he wanna pull out his gun. Man, put your fist up. My wrist will probably get stuck punching you in your big gut. Oh, you only swing your nightstick when you got back up. Ten deep, beating the until he's mashed up. Scared of your shadow, that's why you holding your gat up. No weapon formed against me. Detectives ain't gonna lynch me. It's on. Crooked cops see me and think I'm a threat to him. He tried to ice grill me, but I just kept moving. I heard him tell his partner that if he flex, shoot him. So I turned around and started to step to him. He said, put your hands up, then broke out the handcuffs. I looked at him like, man, what he pointed with his strap up. Like, put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up. I got a letter from the government, I opened and read it It said America was broken, she was hoping for credit No joking, it said it, it was so hopeless, pathetic Wanting me to make it rain, I took the notice to shred it Me, I focused the message, so it's explosive, aggressive Leave them season jeopardy, see I'm the dope, no question All those left like cruise tires, they like bonus election Cause you are not no damn Overdosed on authenticness If you recite my rhymes You only quoting the realest Van glorious, this is protected By the red, the black, the green And God who's forever present Hood soldiers with weapons Five percenters with lessons FOI from both coasts So nobody will test them See true religions, how I'm living So I'm giving more truth These other rappers only wear them At they video shoots, yep Troublemaker police see me and tense up. I pump, watch him jump like ah, I made you flinch, punk. Now I wanna pull out his gun. Man, put your fist up. My wrist will probably get stuck punching you in your big gut. Oh, you only swing your nightstick when you got back up. Ten deep, beating the n until he's smashed up. Scared of your shadow, that's why you holding your gut up. The weapon's on Here's some more Knoxville's finest. People's Radio. Here's some more of Knoxville's finest with Lisa Edwards. I can't bring it out. Oh, yeah, I can't. Uh, oh, my God, dear Lord. This is Lisa Edwards. They're pulling her off the seat. Well, she's going left. Oh, yeah, she's dead late. She's not helping you with this. When you're about to get some more charges, that's what's about to happen. Threatening her. Sit back. Quit coming out. Oh, God. This is through. She's dying. This is Lisa Edwards. She's dying. Oh, God. 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 Oh, God.
Yeah, I can't breathe now. Yeah, I can't. Huh? I don't know. Don't touch me. I'm tired of this. Okay. This is ridiculous. She's trying to be polite. She's trying to be polite. I can't breathe. As this is happening. Guess what? I can't breathe. What? Huh? Can't we get her in the back here? Yeah. Huh? Oh, God. Find the video. It's called Knoxville Police Release Video of the Arrest of Lisa Edwards Why, while a thousand pounds of cops stood around, dragged this woman out of her wheelchair. She ends up, they try to cram her in the back of a thing. She can't walk. She ends up on the pavement begging. You'll see, check the video out, her raising her hand by a hospital right beside it, begging to be put on a gurney, begging to be, I'm dying. She says in the video, I'm dying. Help me, please and they laugh at her multiple times. They make it all a big joke. They mock her, they ridicule her. A citizen, they threaten her with more crimes. It's, you got, this is what our tax dollars are paying for. This is what my show is about tonight. If you've been trying to rent or buy a place to live and you feel you're not being treated fairly because of your religious beliefs, or not white, have children, you're Latino, you have a disability, or an assistance animal, and doors were closed on you, this violates the Fair Housing Act. If so, contact the Fair Housing Foundation at 800-446-FAIR. Fair housing is your right.